0: This is Strange Assembly, episode 233. Jay's happy. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I'm Chris Stevenson, and here with me today is the ecstatic Jay Earl.
1: I am. I am so ecstatic. Black Panther was awesome, let me tell you. Wait, what am I talking about?
0: (laughs) Also here today is the the slightly less ecstatic Mike Cook.
2: It's, it's a living.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am Chris Stevenson, and this is Strange Assembly, your Legend of the Five Rings and tabletop gaming podcast. And today we are back to just talking about Legend of the Five Rings. Although you can talk about Black Panther too if you want, Jay. I probably will. I'm sure I'll... I'll see it maybe the next time I'm on like a week-long work trip. I think that's about the only time I see movies in theaters. It's
2: amazing. It's
0: so good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I recently saw Thor Ragnarok. I really liked that That one. That one's great.
1: Yeah. That (laughs) one. Yes. Between those two, I am definitely looking forward to Infinity Wars.
0: (laughs) And to date ourselves, so the new Infinity War trailer did drop today. Yep, For the time when we're recording this And so hopefully that means that When you listen to this, Disciples From the Void is not out yet, or Disciples Of the Void, sorry, Disciples of the Void Is not out yet, because it's scheduled to release On April 5th, 2018 It is focused on the Phoenix Clan Which is why Jay is happy, we're actually going to yep. Hit that at y- Yes, you're happy, I, who would not Be happy with the, oh look I get the entire clan pack devoted to me <laughs> <laughs> And maybe a few meta cards against me that may or may not matter. We'll find out.
1: Yeah.
0: So topic number three will be disciples of the void. Topic number two will be if we have anything to say about the story, and topic number one will, I guess, be our thoughts on the initial rollout to some extent. Uh, I'm not sure how much uh, we're really gonna. We're not really gonna spend time here breaking down individual decks or things. I mean, like scorpion are really good. Feel free to take your position on whether or not they're. Too good? yeah.
1: As a Phoenix player, I vote that they are too good because people are playing them. I don't want that to happen because they are really hard for me.
0: <laughs> but high glory is good against Dishonor, right? You should just be able to glory your way through, right?
1: Sure, we'll go with that. Whatever <laughs> we, we play against each other, Chris. Totally.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we... The game, right, it was, we're excited to see Disciples of the Void, in part because it's been a little bit since there was any news on anything, or new things dropped. So I think, maybe I'm misrecalling, but I think we were fairly positive on the six packs in six weeks, were somewhat dismissive of the doomsayers about how it was going to destroy the game, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I know, I think, Mike, you had suggested, well, maybe every other week would be better, I think it's now been long enough that if they had released them every month, there would have been a continuous stream of product between the launch and Disciples of the Void, or something along those lines, like October, November, December, it'd be, January, yeah, it'd February, be right March. Up on it. Yeah. So, I guess I don't know about you, but it feels like in retrospect, six packs in six weeks was not a great call.
2: Uh, I feel like I'm su- super biased because I was lucky enough to playtest it. So by the time we got around to last year and the set release came out, like I had played just the base set so much, I was, like, anything new, I was, like, desperate for it.
1: Yeah. No, I I think it's not that six packs in six weeks went bad, it's that six packs in six months still uh, before we get the next thing.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, that's one of the things we we talked about, yeah, like, what what is the appropriate timing after that? I guess I actually, I soured a bit on the six packs in six weeks. It was a little much. Like, it shouldn't be a little much because the amount of adjustment that you have to do with just one new pack coming out is really not that much. Yeah. Usually. Every once in a while, there is. I mean, especially, like, Dragon. I I believe the joke truth is that the most important Dragon card that got released in the whole cycle was Pathfinder Blade. (laughs) i think yeah i I mean like oh look now i'm playing crab dragon like dragon crab instead of dragon unicorn
1: uh (laughs) yeah i mean I I think the big thing was because they just came out so quickly i wasn't bothering to incorporate each pack in like there was a week where i just wasn't planning i was busy wasn't gonna go to anything so i didn't even pay attention to that pack and so just went straight to the next pack and did double pack with those two
0: yeah i I have to go I have to go somewhere for work for a week and a half. I come back and there's like three new packs like it shouldn't matter, and if you're playing heavily and you know have lots of time, it, it shouldn't really be an issue, even if you're not doing that much. you know exactly what the twenty cards are. you could like show up at the store for the tournament, buy the pack, know exactly what cards you're switching in, and then play. But I I kind of would have been nice, I thought, to, uh, ultimately, if there had been, like you had suggested, Mike, maybe every two weeks. And then once you add in that we then had a four-month dead zone, I think, basically, yeah. from early December to early April.
2: Well, I, I would say there, there's a couple things here. Number one was, even though I was, like, desperate for new cards, once they started coming out once a week, I'm like, I don't have the time to change my deck out every week I'll just wait until all of them are out and then do the aggregate change. But then that also meant there was like a month and a half where I kind of didn't play the game. And so that wasn't really great. Also the timing was around the holidays and actually the uh, the holidays is what just when a lot of product comes out in least in the store that I play in. It seemed to have a lot of competition. So there was a lot of hype around like the release and all of that and all that went really, really well. But then after that, like, it just kind of dropped off, both because people were kind of turned off by the six-packs in six weeks, and that those six-packs were releasing over the holidays when people were, you know, spending money on a bunch of other things as well. So, yeah, I think in the end, it would have been nice if it had been more spaced out. Also, people didn't know, uh, we still don't know, really, other than this Disciples of the Void pack, how anything else was going to come out. They're like, okay, am I going to try and buy these six packs and then in like January you're going to start the new cycle again or are you going to do the six packs in six weeks again you know starting in February so like people just couldn't figure out how to it or at least the people I've talked to uh couldn't figure out exactly how to space their purchases and then that also being over the holiday weekend was like like I appreciate getting a new meta out fast but it might have been too fast combined with the time period it was in.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I think the things that we talked about back then were true in that because of the way deck construction works in this, you're really constrained out of the core set compared to what you would be in, in another LCG where there weren't, there might not be as many factions, or if there are as many factions, there's more of an ability to, to cross over. Yeah. And it, it really helped fill out the, the card pool to do that. But this is also kind of standard lcg it's a little odd i guess that we don't know anything about what's after disciples of the void usually they have more information than that out but this would be far 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 from the only time there's been an lcg that just kind of like stopped for three months oh yeah waiting for the next product release to come out
2: usually it's like the base set comes out and then it's like oh we should be getting new stuff And typically it's not out to be able to get out until like January, February. So you'll get in like October, November, you'll start getting previews because they tend to do previews three months before the product comes out roughly.
0: Especially when you combine that with the usual LCG launch of people get a taste of it at Gen Con, but then the actual launch is not for a bit. And then there's a gap after that for the first pack cycle it also seems to be i could be wrong but it based on my limited experience i i mean i it's not that limited but it's not comprehensive the l5r environment while there are clearly like there are, does clearly seem to be a this clan is best and there's definitely a this clan is worst there seems to be a relative lot of competitive viability i mean i I, I haven't done anything with Thrones, so I I don't know on that. But I mean, I remember stretches in early Star Wars where the you know it was just the you know three quarters of the players would have the same two decks. And I remember with Netrunner compiling tournament statistics early in that game's lifetime, where yet you know, like everything was being run by the like everything was being won by the exact same well like Wayland meat damage deck, I think and. Well, I don't know. Whatever the, it's been so long ago now. But like at, at launch, and and through the you know the early span of that, it was not even slightly balanced. And L five R seems to have done better than that historical precedent with the LCGs. But I don't know. What do you guys think on that?
2: I would say out of the core set, just because uh, Thrones is probably the newest. Because Arkham Horror doesn't really count, I wouldn't say.
0: No, no, I mean, I, you yeah. know. Yeah, it's
2: just a little, it's just too different. Thrones is probably the most recent comparison, and it's about the same because you had, like, you had Tyrell and you had uh, Martell, and they were probably the two worst, but, like, Martell won, like, a, a deck around Martell won the first championship. I I, I can't remember if that was just Quartet or, like, just Quorset and a little bit extra. So it wasn't like the worst clan couldn't also still do well. I don't know if that's still true for Unicorn or not, but but it re- relatively it it felt a lot like this where there like Lannister was pretty dominant when it came out, and but it wasn't so dominant that it was like over everything else. It was more like it was just an easy deck to build so, and to play, so people just tended to play that a little bit more. I feel that kind of feels like where L five R is right now to me
0: any thoughts on our our first run of the L5R LCG here, Jay?
1: I mean, yeah, I think they've done a fairly good job of
0: yeah, not making anything
1: completely unplayable or completely dominating.
0: And the Unicorn certainly seemed to me like they've gotten better over the, the course of the first cycle, and not great or anything, but they they were kind of helpless right at the beginning.
2: <laughs> they they really just feel like they're just a few cards away from having a, a you know just as good a deck as anybody else. Like it doesn't feel like a huge detriment to them. Uh, sorry, it, it doesn't feel like a huge gap. Was what I was trying to say.
0: But now we also there's also story right. That's one of the other things that separates L five R. We as a podcast over our history have always paid a lot of attention to the story. We've got our. Our new rollout—we've got uh, what six six uh, packs of fiction, plus it—it it feels like the fictions have dried up. I didn't go back and like count exactly how they are, but it seems like there is like the they have not kept up with every other week fictions while they were not releasing product. All right, so so far it, in those fictions, it feels to me like we are still primarily in a setup phase for whatever is going to happen with the story not that things haven't happened right we had right from the get go we had lion clan champion dies new lion clan champion we've had people get married and people not get married but those feel like more of a a a very opening act not so much that they're the events that matter but that they're the things that set up the events that are going to matter
1: the stage for what's to come yeah yep i agree no yeah definitely i definitely feel like the fiction we've seen so far has been a lot more letting you know what the what the board looks like setting the pieces up and a lot less actually getting into the meat of what's going to happen which is okay but
2: yeah well i think it's pretty good because you probably have a lot of new players so letting them kind of wade in a bit rather than just jump right into events is probably a pretty good idea
1: even us old players, they've changed enough True. that it's good to have an idea of where things stand. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, so what do we stand right now? We have like m- most of the clans have something that they're doing with the plot. Sometimes these multiple interaction things. The crab are primarily focused on things are bad on the wall. The crab are
1: crabbing. Uh,
0: yeah. Well. It, yeah, but that, I mean that specifically has been we see we've seen them on the wall, you know, noticing the problems. We've seen Yasuki Taka go out. We see the crab. I guess are a little bit more peripheral. Like you have this sort of central courtly nexus of things where you have the interactions with the crane and the unicorn. I'm sorry, the the crane and the lion with the hostilities with Matsutsuko and Toshi Rambo and and the things that are going on with that, and then, like, the Crane are trying to work things out with the Unicorn, because the Unicorn are also having hostilities with the Lion, and the Phoenix get pulled in to the extent that Cade got married to the Lion Clan champion, and she's really the primary, like, plot person so far <laughs> for the Phoenix. Yeah. Well, also,
2: the the plot point about the Machado, Mei Whatever.
0: yeah she was involved in that too, yeah, right so and the scorpion, of course, have their fingers in anything. They have their own sort of the possibility of doing away with the hante, but we also see them trying to disrupt the crane and the unicorn getting together. they try to get the to sneak the emerald championship for themselves in a couple of different ways. Like, right, mm-hmm. Katchiko tries to get the Emperor to just outright hand it to Aramoro, and then they try to trick their way into Aramoro. You know, I mean, which does not work. So, at least we got a, you know, Scorpion being influential and clever without the Scorpion or Master Manipulators who get everything that they want. Oh, ha-ha. What ha I don't know how much that actually happened, but either it would either happen sometimes or it might be called for by certain uh elements of the the player base which it doesn't really play too nicely with with anything else i don't know i mean there's the the cade to turi axis uh definitely seems more sympathetic i guess overall oh oh and i forgot the mantis are totally going to become a faction i mean they've gotten more story time than some of the factions uh, i think <laughs> <laughs> Uh, (laughs) I, I, it would, it would just be odd if they spent so much story time, story time with the Mantis and we're not planning on putting them in the card game. At least that's how it feels to me.
2: Yes. Also they added them to the RPG.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which is still in, it's no longer in beta.
2: No, like they, that wrapped up. Yeah. They finished the close because they're getting close to, well, getting close. I'm guessing that thing's probably like Q3.
1: Yeah, it's probably printing, and I would bet that it's going to release a Gen Con just because it may be a limited release, but... Right. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, that that is the way of things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Along with whatever the new LCG is, right? I don't know, is that, isn't that how that works? Generally speaking, yes.
2: It'll be interesting to see. They killed Star Wars.
0: Well, yeah, but that's because they had Destiny. That
2: Well, true, but the, yeah, normally they, like things kind of fall off as they fill another hole although they they haven't always there's a year or two there where they didn't anyways it doesn't matter
0: i don't know what are they going to have a terranoth lcg <laughs> i'm trying to think which of their like stable of ips they don't have a an lcg going for right now
1: uh a, a new star wars
0: right a new star wars thing. There's
1: always money in
0: the star wars stand yeah i mean if you can have <laughs> how many star wars miniatures <laughs> games four Seriously. five i i can't keep track four
2: it is four armada x-wing legion and uh imperial assault
0: imperial assault yeah
2: people keep buying it god bless them
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i finally got to play imperial assault with my kid with the app Mm -hmm. he thought it was too complicated i'm like it's no more complicated than X-Wing and you've been playing that he's like yeah but I've been playing that for years like I I should I should be happy I should be like now I should just have no I I should have no motivation to buy more Imperial Assault I can you know eBay it or something and focus put that money into some other game I, I don't know I'd say buy more Mansions of Madness expansions but I there aren't actually any at the moment I don't own so yeah
2: well there's one coming out pretty soon very soon
0: there is yes yeah, uh, and I only just got the the prior one, so I that one I did not get right when it came out because I, you know, I, every once in a while, not 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 always, and not necessarily often, but every once in a while, I have some sense of restraint in the, you yeah. know, you don't even have time to play all of these things that you necessarily get on any regular basis. What
1: what is that? I don't I don't know those words.
0: I'm I, I'm I'm not sure. Have you played the Mistborn game yet?
1: No, because it requires a third person.
0: See, falling down on the job. Falling down on the job, Jay.
1: That is me, yes. Uh,
0: Did you back that new one on Kickstarter? The
1: Reckoners? Yes.
0: You you can get another uh, Sanderson-based board game that you haven't played yet. Yeah.
2: Yeah, see, this is why I stay off of Kickstarter, because I went to go look up, uh, I think it was Age of Darkness. Is it Age of Darkness? What's the new AEG one? Is it, That's the Age of Darkness, right? Edge, edge of, of Darkness. Darkness. Edge of Darkness. Sorry, I was right there. Uh, I was on the edge. And I ended up finding an art book that I backed for like $80. And I'm like, this is why <laughs> I have to stay off yeah. Of Kickstarter.
0: Yeah, I, I am backing Edge of Darkness. Although they just announced the new ad and I'm like, oh, come on. Like, can, just include it in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't want to have to change a pledge level and make it even higher yeah no that could be dangerous like Aeon's End Legacy I hadn't really yeah. like gotten around to looking at and then I I finally like got around to that like with two hours left and, and then I'm like Chris you do not need to spend $195 just because it's a legacy deck building game <laughs> <laughs> yep. you, you, just just wait for your seventh continent to show up you spent a ludicrous amount of money for that and see if you can actually get that played <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I, no, I, I've been in the same place. I've been, like, locking down what I've been spending. I've been trying to really focus on, okay, if you're going to buy this, where and when are we going to play it? But, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, anyhow, so that was that was our totally all about L5R con- uh, content. So, yeah, I, I like the, the overall story. I definitely uh, have people I root for as far as as the the faction goes so that's interesting i mean i like kikita yoshi could stand to get slapped uh, but other <laughs> than that the 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 crane seem fairly he, favorable
2: he's a oh god what was what it, it ah, dang it what's the meme is it spicy that loves drama messy you're me- he's a messy that loves drama i love him
0: okay you remember we can't say those words on this show <sighs> come on but- I know. Yeah. I know. It's
1: There's no drama on the
0: podcast. <laughs> yes. He, drama. He has, a, he
2: has a messy bee that loves drama and I love him.
0: Is that better? <laughs> well, it's okay. I can it, I can beep if necessary. I, I've done that on occasion. Uh if, it, if it's if
2: it's Well I, I mean I at least I at least like that you got a perspective fiction from him and he's like, No, actually I am for the Imperials. Even if you like it. You know, he's actually very impartial, according to himself.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, there you go. Yeah. I mean... (laughs) No, that
2: is the thing, you know, we don't know exactly how reliable of a narrator he is. Because he's also not letting the uh, crab have jade. That's the one thing that I I think of all the story stuff, that's the one thing I don't really understand. It's like, yeah, we understand that you're keeping horrible monsters off from us, but, like, do we really have the resources to help you?
0: Well, yeah and that's the thing right because they that wasn't his decision that was Kachiko's decision to deny the crab any supplies because right she goes into that fiction with the emperor and he's like well I guess we should just give them this stuff that they're asking for right she's like no uh, this is while like her internal monologue keeps going back to the does this hante really have the blessing of having it all anyway he's kind of just a sad schmuck but yoshi like he right he doesn't just deliver that news he really delivers it in a well i'm going to do my job but i'm also going to like enjoy twisting the knife while it's in there not not just i'm going to tell you no but i'm just gonna make you try to work for it and try to watch you dance while I know you're never going to get anything. <laughs>
2: well, yeah, I guess that speaks to his reliability as a narrator, but also, well, I guess, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it also, like he mentions, right, it's a Yusuki. So, you know, it's been a couple hundred years, but we don't let that drama drop. <laughs> that's not what the <laughs> great do.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I hear that's a Rokugani thing in, in general. Yeah, so. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. The, the unicorns certainly come off as, I mean, overwhelmingly sympathetic in all of this,
2: I think. I think, yeah. Just
0: from a, our point of view, sort of sympathy. Yeah.
2: I, I think they, uh, yeah, they're really, really good. They have some of the best conflicted emotions, which is kind of what I look for in a lot of these. Like, they're, all the clans have had some of that, but the unicorn especially, and especially because they're kind of on the fringe. So it's like, They are of the world, but they're kind of also partially not of the world. So then they're supposed to be doing these standards. But at the same point, part of them is like, why are we doing this? I really like, yeah, I agree. They're very sympathetic.
0: Yeah, I don't know. The Phoenix, you guys have been less. I mean, I'm guessing that once Disciples of the Void comes out, there will be an uptick in Phoenix-centric fictions, I would think.
1: I mean, we we get a book. Be, be jealous.
0: Oh yeah, that's be right. jealous that. already
1: of we're getting a book written by Spooky what everybody's been wanting for years, we get it.
0: You do. Yeah. You do. Sorry, sorry Mantis. <laughs> sorry, not
1: sorry, Mantis. So,
0: <laughs> the, uh, so what's, what's yeah,
1: funny
2: the... for Thrones is that they released the big boxes, which this seems to obviously be the replacement for. They did the big boxes in order of popularity. So does that mean the Phoenix is the most popular clan? And what would they base that on?
1: Uh, how awesome we are?
2: Oh, well, fair enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's ever been a time when Phoenix has been the most popular clan. I There have been times when they were the most powerful clan in the game.
2: Oh, and they've always been, like, middle to upper middle, I thought.
0: Well, I don't know if there's ever anybody who... I, I, well, there's are people. I, I'm not sure how many folks out there were who, like, had a thing... Against the Phoenix, right? There was definitely like, there's a lot of Crane players, but there's a lot of people who are like Crane are awful, yeah. and you know, there, there were there were certain factions that gendered engendered hostility as well.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Also, I I think like ninety percent of the people who did hate Phoenix were for the Phoenix players. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, or the Phoenix players hating you, like the purists hating the tainted people, and uh... right, so yeah. I don't know, let's just segue. So like in Disciple of the Phoenix, you got speaking of tainted popular Phoenix because he was both tainted and anti-taint was it uh, although I we don't know what he is this time. I'm guessing not tainted yet or not tainted at all. But we've got Asawa Tadaka is coming, but right I think we've we've only seen his art his, and his art? stat line. Yeah. So we have no idea what he does. He's a 53 for 5. Is he terrible? We have no idea. <laughs> Right? Mean, is he awesome? We don't know, right? Because I blank five three for five. That's that's a lot.
2: He says card. He <laughs> <laughs> definitely he definitely has an ability.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, you know, or that could be a trade. Who knows? But yeah, I would think that I I would hope that for five he has some sort of ability. That that's the thing you'd hope for. Mm-hmm. So we've got di- uh, disciples of the void. It's slated to come out on April fifth. It is right this kind of intermediate level between a a normal dynasty pack and what we would come to expect from a deluxe box. Uh, And it services all of the factions. So, I mean, they're not going to release a product that doesn't have at least one card for your clan. But it doesn't have as much as a deluxe box would normally have for an off-faction. I mean, it just doesn't have the space. It's also cheaper, so... But And we have... How many cards do we... Have we seen from it? About a dozen?
1: Something like that, yeah. But yeah, what are you talking about? It has a lot of things for other clans. Uh, I mean, support of the Phoenix means you get, like, what, eight more influence value of Phoenix cards? What more do you want? You get a whole bunch
0: of these cards. From a structural standpoint, the most notable new things are a new roll card and a new stronghold mm-hmm. so the new roll card like like you said support of the phoenix so that replaces your normal roll card and your bonuses you get like it's just you get you have to ally with the phoenix and you get eight extra influence yep
1: it's like your seeker role, but better as long as you don't care about seeker only cards
0: Yes, as long as you don't want seeker-only, <laughs> seeker-or-keeper-only cards, as long as you don't care about getting extra fate, as you don't, it, the, the roll cards are pretty potent. Yes. I mean, I, I have to admit that initially, like, just in a vacuum, looking at a roll, looking at the, the support of, and the notion of the support of, I'm like, eh, can I have a, a, roll card that lets me play with, like, a Phoenix Dynasty character? Because that's where it would be really nice to be able to bring some outside help in. Is <laughs> yeah. on the dynasty, not 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 Phoenix specifically, like, but just I, I'm assuming that we're going to see this card in all of the clan, like that they will release a cycle of clan packs, and that each clan pack will have a you know support of the whatever card. Yeah,
1: so I'm also curious. I have not seen any confirmation either way for this. So the previous roll cards were double sided, having seeker and keeper. I'm wondering if this is going to have something else on the backside, maybe a Phoenix-only role.
0: Hmm. I had not thought about that. I do not know. Yeah. Obviously.
1: I mean, they they haven't said anything like that, but they haven't said anything that makes it so that that couldn't be the case. So, you know, I'm still holding out hope for a Phoenix-only role, because that would be cool.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I guess yeah we'd have to. Yeah, that would that would really open up options. I mean, I guess technically everyone would have gotten one more role, but I suspect that the Phoenix one would be more, the Phoenix only one would be more impactful unless it was bad. Probably yes. But I mean, the biggest thing, to me at least, is that is there is a new stronghold. I I can't say the Phoenix were most in need of a new stronghold because it feels like that's really the Unicorn. But, from where I sit at least, it is certainly the case, like, one could certainly make an argument that focusing on high glory is not really, out of all the things in the world, if you were going to think, like, what is the Phoenix Clan about, thematically, you probably would not have said high glory, Uh, or even high honor, because, like, glory in this game is kind of a mix of concepts. But spells is something you might have said. So I like seeing a spell stronghold for the Phoenix. But you, Jay, you're probably like, no, I don't want any new strongholds. I hate spells.
1: No, I want like three more strongholds. And yeah, spells, please. All the spells.
2: (laughs) More spells,
1: good spells.
2: Right. I mean, it seems like they've got kind of a fire theme so far from what we've seen of the cards Although, obviously, there's there's more than that. And th- it spell is a generic enough thing that they can, you know, this stronghold can probably support any number of those that they do. Whereas high glory is, is, feels a lot more pigeonholed, right? It also means you're probably going to have to fight for fire a lot more, the fire ring a lot more than you might actually want to.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. my My guess, rank guess, would be that it's not particularly fire focused i mean it's just like like, i think we i thought we saw more fire cards because in part because they i mean there is an affinity for fire with like the whole a phoenix is literally a firebird kind of thing going on right but they also called the first preview article first flames so that may have lend you know leaned them more towards fire but yeah we've got fire elemental guard we've got the uh, the Show. we've got katana of fire but we've also seen a water spell Isawa that what tadaka is one would think still earth he better be yeah. yeah we've got fire tensei initiate yeah so there's definitely fire in there so are there any like what are your thoughts i got what are your thoughts on the stronghold j right the stronghold is basically you get to draw an extra card in the turn every turn in the form of playing a spell out of your discard pile
1: So I'm a little sad that it doesn't work with what's our two cost reaction spell?
0: A display of power. Yeah,
1: I'm a little sad it doesn't work with that, but otherwise I really like it because that's a, yeah, getting to recur once per turn a spell that you played and play it again is strong.
2: Yeah. I've heard Snapcaster Mage is stupid. (laughs)
1: Uh, I've heard Sabine is stupid.
0: Yep. So that was that was a destiny reference, I'm guessing. Yes, yes, yes. and Statcaster Mage is that Not a magic?
2: Stick. Snap, Snapcaster, Snapcaster.
0: Okay, yeah. So that yes, that's magic. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say Statcaster. I don't know what that. No.
1: Okay. if it'll make you feel better, i heard warnings of the One Tribe was stupid.
0: There. <laughs> <laughs> that was no, no. That 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 card was. Yeah, I I believe I have I've, I've offered up the opinion that that is off the top of my head the worst designed L five R card ever, because it's like just so uh, it was so obviously broken. For those who have not been playing, did not play old L five R, Warrens of the One Tribe was a stronghold that lets you play, replay every single card out of all discard piles. <laughs> I- it removed him from the game yeah it, it did but but it also and then it came with a bunch of cards that just discarded cards off of people's decks or made people discard cards I mean this this was an environment that had an event that made both players discard their hands oh, oh yes. I,
1: I still remember the first time I played that stronghold <laughs> and my opponent had adjusted and he was the guy who loved New Year's festival and so it went
0: off like his first turn in from his deck. Well, and and when you played a card out of the discard pile, yeah, it went away. But it meant that every single card that your opponent played, you could play back at them out of their discard pile. You had to. I mean, one, you did, really, if you wanted to win, you just played it. But I mean, you you would do things like, well, can I can I play with action cards that target samurai <laughs> or something <laughs> like that? Because then the rattling player can't play them. And this is in an environment right where almost all of the the cards are free. Like there's no cost to them. It was, it I it, there the reason I always like one. It's just kind of obviously broken. But there are those who have offered the opinion that the most broken magic card ever was Yawgmoth's Will, which lets you have this effect for one turn. Like just play stuff out of out of your discard pile. And and Warrens of the One Tribe is just like no, it's constantly in effect for the entire turn. Anyhow, this this is obviously not that. But there's your ancient history lesson. For <laughs> for people yeah, who were not being on classic L5R fifteen years ago or whenever well, Warren's Other One Tribe was. And
2: like unlike this, it didn't have any kind of built in limiter, right? Because uh well, not only is it limited to spell, you have to bow it so you're having to give up an action, and obviously because you're having to bow it and it's an action, you can only do it once anyways. So
0: Well yeah, it's it's only it's once per turn. You get to right. choose one card per turn that you get to do with this. And, and like I said, it's it, it's in in the ballpark, you know, card advantage of wise, it's draw a card. Now it's likely, once the game gets going, it's likely going to be much better than draw a card because you don't get a random thing. You get to look at the seven spells you have in your discard pile and pick which one you're going to do. Uh, and it does have to be in a conflict, right? You can't use it to do more open straighten or open bow. Uh, yep. Although, you know, there's lots of things you can do in conflicts that jack people at home anyway. So Well,
2: and even it has to be a spell event so like the Katana of Fire they previewed with it, you can't even use that. You can't like recur that.
0: Oh, because oh, that's a spell attachment?
2: You, yeah, because it's a spell attachment. It has to be a spell event. You get back.
0: So, I, mean, I guess the other highlight card so far, just because it's big and flashy is the is it Fushicho, the the actual Fire Bird, the actual Phoenix? Yes. <laughs> six, six cost, six military, six political. No glory this time. But then when it dies, it gets to bring back another, bring another character back who's already in the discard pile. As has been discussed, not another copy of Fushicho because of the way the timing works. Although we did look it up to make to to, to double check because. It's not immediately obvious from the word when uh, when the ability happens. Yeah, because uh, when when means before.
1: Yes, the key is that, interrupt is before the thing happens. Reaction is after the thing happens.
0: Is after the thing happens. Yes. So yeah. So when is something that happens first. So you cannot. It it can't. Obviously, it can't bring itself back. But yeah, it cannot bring a different copy of Fujitcho back. But it can bring back a clan champion or something. That's what you're you're aiming for. To doctor. Uh, so so now let me ask you jay though like what what do you think about this because like i mean it's it's got big stats but it's expensive and it's a nice ability but it's an ability that wants it to die whereas usually you want to keep your expensive characters around as long as possible
1: well but i mean this is also a game where things are gonna die anyway so you know you Buy it, give it a fade or to a turn or two later. It expires. Bring somebody else back to replace it. That's you know you're you're getting more for free and out of it out of investing in it.
0: Yeah, even if you only bring back a four cost character, let's say let's say you don't get to get a clan champion or something, but you get a four cost character. So you paid, you know, seven or eight. To buy your the Fuchsia Show if you put a fate or two on it. But then when you get a four cost character back with a fate on them, that's like getting five fate of stuff for free. Yep. Right? So the fading will have already happened, right? So the person yep. you bring back will not themselves fade. No. So there's that. So you're going. So typically, you'd get it at the end of one turn, and then you'd get to hang on to that character for another two full turns. Mm hmm. In that sense, it's a very efficient expenditure of money. You're just getting the value over a very extended, relatively speaking, a very extended period of time.
1: Yes. And the thing is, I don't know what a Phoenix deck is going to look like after this uh, Oh, how could ops. you? Nobody and does. So
0: many more Phoenix cards. Yeah.
1: But there is definitely a possibility of playing a fairly expensive Phoenix deck between this Sukune... Tadaka and Cade just in the 5 to 6 that you can get maximum value out of that I don't know if that's going to be doable if there's going to be enough economy to get away with actually playing all of that but that is all going to be available to you to be playing in your deck
0: well I mean part of your plan with that I guess would be well I know I've got Fushicho in my deck so I can aggressively discard these other ones with the plan of just bringing them back?
1: Yeah, and you can do crazy nonsense like uh I don't remember now, does charge have any restrictions on it? You can charge Fushicho out and then he explodes at the end of the turn and gets you back to Dhaka or Cade.
0: It has to be a military conflict and the Fushicho has to be in your province?
1: Yeah,
0: I I, I. I that's I, the. I, I mean, those are the restrictions. Yeah,
1: I couldn't remember <laughs> if there was a, but yeah. So I
0: mean, no, it doesn't have to be a bushi or anything like that.
1: I mean, yeah, it, it it might be possible to make a deck where you're top heavy, but you have cheats like that to get around and play your economy out anyway. Maybe, I don't know.
0: On most turns, I'm not buying out my provinces anyway, so. You no, know, that actually comes up, like depending on how you build your deck. Like you, if you want to, yeah, if you want to make use of charge, you gotta have a decent number of people who cost four or more, so you're not just buying a bunch of weenies and then sending them out. And you're like, oh, I can charge out my character with two stat, who cost like one or two anyway. Wee, that was terrible. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's he's a pretty supremely good target for charge yeah yeah I mean that could be like I pay one I get six military in this conflict and then I basically get five free fate back yep give or take not shabby
1: yeah I don't know that that will be a deck but I bet you know I don't know that that'll be a competitive deck but I'm sure at least somebody's gonna try it for fun
0: what is the limitation on how many big guys you can play with the notion that you're not, you know, given that you're not really planning on paying for all that many of them? I, I don't know.
2: Well, and yeah. also if, if it gets canceled, that's real bad.
1: Ooh, yeah, that's true.
0: Well, I mean, the charge.
2: Yes. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, and anytime you pay for an event that gets canceled, it's usually really bad. It's, yeah. it, I mean, it's, it's worse that that get get gets canceled to the extent that you were pl- hoping to get a really awesome effect, and the right. better the effect was you were hoping to get, well, the worse it is that it gets cancelled.
2: Yeah. But, I mean, there, there's a good chance you were planning your taxing around that.
0: Yeah, you're like, I know I've got a charge in my hand, I know I've got this fusha show in my province, <laughs> guess what I'm trying to do? I don't know, so Jay, what do you, what do you think of your other ones? You, you get a new holding, you have a couple of bushi to go along or no maybe you just have one bushi so far is Tetsu the only bushi we've seen
1: that i'm aware of yeah
0: okay yeah because i keep I, I i have to keep reminding myself that the elemental guard are themselves shugenja too <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're not guarding the shugenja they are the fire shugenja
1: yeah exactly um yeah i, I I like pretty much everything I've seen. I mean, there are th- like the holding is cool, but it's also a combo piece, and we've already got some really good holdings. So un- unless it has some really good combo pieces to go with it, I'm not sure how much play it's going to see. But we have already seen a couple combo pieces in here that it works nicely with. So,
0: Well, yeah, and it ties back with all of that stuff that was of a similar theme in the base set, where it cared whether or not, like, what the ring was, right?
1: Right. Which is especially nice with uh, your your guy making it harder to get the right rings going.
0: Yeah, so I think I think we've just seen the two so far, but we've got Tagashi Teretsugo and Yogo Kikuyo, and the idea, I think, is that the off-clan cards will play better against the primary clan, so uh, Tagashi Tadatsugo, who I he's a heretic, so I guess he's with that Pure Land sect <laughs> uh, I mean, we haven't really seen anything else that the dragon are doing there was some interaction with the of the ruby champion and, and Tatori, but we haven't really seen much else of the, the dragon beyond what was laid out in that initial fiction of hey, there's this Heresy stuff going on with the dragon. So I mean, he's a four cost for a four three, and the defending player chooses the element during each conflict to care against him or her, and that's the the vers- the very first choice that's made, and that is interesting because that that's the defender chooses, not you choose the oh. defender. So your your opponent also gets to do this to you. So. To make this card good, you yourself need ways to take advantage of forcing defense. And the monk deck does, in fact, have several cards that require you to be the defending player on a particular uh, thing. But the reason it could be more advantageous, potentially against the phoenix, is that it forces the phoenix... You can force their ring choice, and so therefore, you know, I can deny you the use of a particular ring on your attack but it also lets you force the ring choice when I'm attacking. So I'm actually not sure how much that works in my favor. I mean, it matters more for you, so it probably benefits me some, but it doesn't deny you selection of what ring you get. It just just changes who gets to choose. I guess it makes it harder for the cards where you have to control a specific ring, but it doesn't really matter for cards that are like, if this is a air conflict kind of thing.
2: You know, I'm sitting here looking at this the whole time thinking,
0: Phoenix. And it's
2: clearly <laughs> not at no. all.
0: Yeah, now the Yogo, on the other hand, seems like a much more direct gut punch for the Phoenix. Yes.
1: <laughs> I, and, I... and just the Phoenix.
0: Yeah, there's. I mean, there are other spell events, right? But Yeah. like Yeah, no. Like, no, who cares? And you're only playing this guy, though, against the Phoenix. I think, unless you just really want a Shugenja, he's useless if your opponent isn't playing with spells. And it has to be a spell event, so sorry, Cloud the Mind.
2: It's a she, right? Kikio? Oh.
0: I don't know. I'm not looking at the picture. I'm looking at the text. Ah. Uh, so, yeah, Kikuyo that could... Anyhow, she is... That is a wrecking ball of an ability. I mean, it's telegraphed, but who cares?
1: How How is it telegraphed? Well,
0: Yeah, I was going to say... Oh, it's a conflict character. Yeah, yeah like It's not even telegraphed. It's even better.
2: I mean, the, the, one of their big characters comes out of their hand, too, right? So it's like, okay, well, they have five or six feet left. I guess we'll see what happens.
0: No, they don't have to pay for it, right? Yeah, they do. It doesn't say play the character. It says put the character into play.
2: Oh, yeah, I guess it does. Uh... Oh, never mind. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, the drop bears or whatever. They don't even have to have that bluff or... I swear, I swear half the time you play against the scorpion, it's like, do you even buy anything in your dynasty phase? <laughs> I... Well, I mean, when I uh, play crane, a
2: lot of times I like have half, at least half my fate left.
0: Well, yeah, that's because you have the other <laughs> three cost covert, yeah, ca- conflict character.
2: I, don't, I I don't know what you're talking about. This person is clearly <laughs> not sneaking into your castle.
0: Co- covert is so good; it's unbelievable. Is covert better than like all the other mechanically functional keywords put together?
2: I <laughs> see, yeah, I would, yes.
0: I... <laughs> like I'm like one for covert sure you happily play a card really that's like one give a character covert sure mm-hmm.
2: yep well I mean also the you know really I mean I don't know exactly what their source of inspiration was but clearly it's stealth from game of thrones but the differences in game of thrones you did eventually get you know they eventually got a bunch of ward wipes but this game stays low character count so Knocking people out of conflicts is a much bigger deal in this game than it is, like in Thrones. Although you can, you also have conflict characters that can't get coverted, so you know, it's not like there's no answers.
0: I guess before we go, let's let's wrap it back around to to support of the Phoenix because I wanted to get your thoughts on this. So, in one of the in the introductory article, they suggested that Dragon and Crane were the ones who might benefit the most from support of the Phoenix. And convenient that we've got a Phoenix and a Dragon and a Crane player here. So I'll lead off. So, like, it suggests that the Dragon would like this because it lets us supplement our attachments with the powerful attachments available to the Phoenix, such as Katana of Fire Mm -hmm. uh, and Favor of the Kami. Mm -mm. So, now, I'm just curious because I don't think I'd ever want to play Favor of the Kami in a Dragon deck, ever. It really just seems to be like their attachments. Therefore, the dragon must want them.
1: I mean, you know, it it's technically a zero cost attachment. So if you just are desperate for things to turn on, hey, I have an attachment for free. You could play it, but I don't see that actually occurring. I
0: yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel like you could give me an infinite amount of Phoenix influence, and I would never even consider playing with favor <laughs> of the Kami. <commie. laughs>
2: My plan would be to play with it and then try to Jedi mind trick him into letting it go. This card,
0: (laughs) 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 he must have something up his sleeve. Oh no! I mean, because it's yeah. I don't. I don't have anything that takes it. It's it's free for plus one glory, as opposed to things like free for plus two military or free for plus two political or free for cost reductions on future attachments. I. Like, I don't have anything that interacts with glory like that. I'm, <laughs> I I, don't have, like, characters who have powerful abilities based on their glory. <laughs> and then Katana of Fire. Like, one, I have to actually have a Shugenja, and then I have to have Fire. Like, I, it was just weird, because it was like, let's pick two cards the dragon would might never want to play.
1: Dragon, dragon-like dragon, attachments right there. Article done.
0: Yeah, it's it's possible that Katana of Fire could... I mean, like, Fire is one of the dragon elements so it's conceivable that that could come up to something but still i mean how many and it itself it is itself a fire card so it's always at least one and it's attached character gets plus two military while the fire ring is in your claimed pool like i i don't have cards that say you count as having the fire ring in your claimed pool
2: i was gonna say i, I wouldn't you don't really care about like the few Chigins you have don't really care about having weapons on them do they well i guess they your stronghold still
0: cares you don't put it on a Shugenja. I mean, you can, but you just oh, have to have a Shugenja. Oh, you have to
2: control. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, the Shugenja can cast Katana of Fire on someone else. But now the suggestion for Crane is Clarity of Purpose as a card to bring in, which actually does have a high influence requirement. Do you want to bring in Clarity of Purpose to your Crane deck, Mike?
2: Oh, 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 sorry. I, I keep seeing this and I keep forgetting to read it. <laughs>
0: so water spell during a conflict choose a character you control until the end of the conflict your opponent's card effects cannot bow that character and it will not bow as the result of conflict resolution during political conflicts
2: for three influence i'm gonna go with no
0: but you get an extra eight (laughs) which gets you like two and two-thirds of this card
2: so that's the other thing is this has to be during a conflict. So you can't even throw this on somebody cuz typically you're going to want to throw this on an attacker, right? So your def- the defender's going to get an action before you get to play this.
0: So no. Well, I mean you can use it on defense. I mean
2: but you can. I, I mean I guess there there's some purpose to that. And
0: then use that character yeah, to yeah, crack yeah. back, the, the... you know. You can play your political rival defend with him, and then still covert?
2: I just don't necessarily think that's worth three influence. I could be wrong, but uh, it, it's not, you know, it's not even necessarily just the three influence cost. It's what else would I pull in from Phoenix? There's some other things.
1: Well, I, I think a crane honor running, splashing in Phoenix, getting, uh, what is it? Seeker of Knowledge to double tap air ring, and then... There's another good conflict card that I'm blanking on to help that. I think you could make an argument for that, whether that's, that's the best plan to bring in for Crane Honor Running. Probably not, but I think you could make an argument that you could do that.
2: Now. I mean, sure, Crane Honor Running is living the dream anyways, so, you know, do whatever you want, knock yourself out at that point.
1: <laughs> Fair
0: enough. Yeah, I've heard people suggesting that they picked the wrong number for the honor victory. I'm not saying that they're correct, but I've well, heard people suggest that.
2: It, I think it's actually a decent number. There's just not really anything to support you getting there yet.
0: Yeah, Dishonored is... The notion of dishonoring out is just prevalent across the game. Then super so, if obviously, if you're playing against Scorpion or, or some other builds out of other clans but yeah, honor.
2: Well, really I think what you would need in this game because card card advantage is so tied to honor. Like and you already see some of this in Crane, right? Like we've got the the stronghold that basically gives us an extra fate card every turn and we've we've got a bunch of we probably have the most of the Destined, the one that lets you draw a card after the character leaves play. Mhm. We have some of that so we can get card advantage but still kind of keep our bids low but I I think you'd still need more or more consistent to really like, I I think you have to bid low on the honor dial every single turn to be able to actually do an honor running deck. And I don't know that they're quite the tools to do that because you can try, but I just feel like your quality of cards is probably going to be a lot less than someone who's not doing that. So then they're probably going to overrun you pretty quick.
0: If you bid low a couple of turns and your opponent is bidding high, they're pretty much automatically in danger of being dishonored out and th- like right. that that becomes the condition of the game much right. more relevantly than honor running so it I mean, there either needs to be a lot of honor gain outside of the dial either because you have it therefore you're getting up high in honor and that becomes relevant before their dis- their possible dishonor becomes relevant or your opponent has lots of ways to gain honor, in which point they're able to more easily keep themselves above water. So all of a sudden, you're not really threatening to dishonor them out. So you actually would be able to focus on your honor gain aspect.
2: Right. I mean, I would think, like, if I knew that I was going up against an honor running deck that was trying to do that, guessing that they're going to bid one, I'm probably just going to bid three. Because if you get one card to my three cards, two honors, it's not that much to trickle over to you. And it's not going to get you shoot you up to the honor victory by any means. I'm not going to get that close to dishonoring, and I've got major card advantage after two turns of that.
0: So that's Disciples of the Void. There's a, a couple more previews we haven't talked about, but whatever. There's still most of the pack that we have not seen yet, so there's lots and lots to be released between in the next three weeks or so. So it's got a street date of April 5th. There will be release events with promos. You can also the organized play support has finally revved up this month at your uh, local, I want to say Stronghold stores, but that's not actually the term, but whatever. Your local Stronghold store. Old
2: L5R shout out! Your local store that has the Stronghold promo pack.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, that's right. One of them is, it is a Stronghold reference. That's the one I've seen in... But that's uh, not why I'm saying Stronghold store. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, maybe we'll see some of you in a store, but you know, that probably is highly dependent on where you live. But in the meantime, you have been listening to Strange Assembly, your Legend of the Five Rings and Tabletop Games podcast. You can find us on the web at www.strangeassembly.com. You can subscribe to this podcast there, or you can do so in the Google Play Music Store or on the Apple Podcasts app. You can also find us on facebook we're facebook.com slash strange assembly or we're at strange assembly on twitter i always like to hear your comments and feedback you can reach me directly i'm chris at strange dot com but until then for j earl and mike cook i'm chris stevenson and you've been listening to strange assembly never stop gaming